There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? Honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. Ask Men Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And I'd like to start off tonight. I would like to wish everyone a happy Diwali. For those of you, for those of you who do not know, it is the South Asian religious festival of lights that celebrates the victory of light over darkness, good over evil, knowledge over ignorance. Basically, Ted Lasso. We're still... We're still digesting the results of Tuesday's elections. The Democrats did not have a good night, but it was primarily two states where historically the party in the White House loses, and the Democrats narrowly held on to one of them, New Jersey. So, disappointing, but a mixed bag. Or as cable news put it, a five-alarm fire for Democrats. Five-alarm fire. No silver linings. Major setbacks on Election Day. The anatomy, really, of a Democratic meltdown, a complete and total meltdown. You don't think you're part of the problem and you're a Democrat in power? You haven't looked in the mirror this morning. And if you couldn't stop looking in the mirror this morning, you're Chuck Todd. <laughs> the media... <laughs> Good guy. Good guy. The media, who all live in Virginia and New Jersey, coincidentally, are freaking out so badly that NBC is launching a new Sunday show, Sedate the Press. <laughs> and the media is not alone in overreacting. One former official compared Tuesday's losses to the last big off-year disaster for Democrats, saying, this is 2009 all over again. Yes, back in 2009, Americans were all enjoying the old man in up. And now we've elected that man president. <laughs> Wait a second, we better check on him. No, don't go, Joe! Joe, maybe you'll pass infrastructure by the midterms! And... In response to their defeats, congressional Democrats have vowed to pass the Build Back Better plan, especially Senate Majority Whip and man failing to nene. Dick Durbin. Durbin said of the poor showings in New Jersey and Virginia, I think it's an accelerant. It's time for us to go to work. A little late for that, Dick. Okay, okay, I know I got a bad midterm report card, so I'm really gonna buckle down and study. 
starting tomorrow. First, <laughs> got to polish off all that Coors Light in the fridge and uh, smoke a little bit of this. Does anyone have an accelerant? <laughs> now, one of the reasons Congress hasn't done more or any is continued opposition from opposition from moderates like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Democrats are getting sick of it. Take Arizona representative and singing snowman <laughs> Raul Grialva. Congressman Grialva complained that there is a code of silence around Manchin and Cinema, explaining we're mad at them, but we can't say anything because it might make them weirder. Weirder? Really? Weirder than presiding over the U.S. Senate wearing Harley casual? <laughs> Don't test me, progressive. I have sassy patches and I will iron them on. <laughs> and the weirdness... It's good luck. Sleeveless. Bunch <laughs> The weirdness has already started with Joe Manchin. Here's footage of him negotiating with Chuck Schumer today. <laughs> The point is... <laughs> the point is the Democrats have to do something. And they are ish. Last week, because of Manchin's opposition, Democrats took paid family leave out of the Build Back Better bill. But after what happened in Virginia, now the House has added a provision to provide four weeks of federally paid family and medical leave. Okay, that's something. It's not what anyone asked for. But it's better than nothing. Coincidentally, also the slogan of RC Cola. <laughs> the election. <laughs> the election wasn't all doom and gloom. On Tuesday, Detroit voted to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> finally. Look at that. Finally. Come on, huh? Detroit has solved its only problem. Starting now, in the Motor City, possession and use of magic mushrooms by adults is the city's lowest law enforcement priority. Not that it was a big law enforcement challenge before. It's pretty easy to arrest someone who spent the last 40 minutes in the cereal aisle weeping while looking at a box of Fruit Loops. <laughs> They're all my children. <laughs> You're all my children. Mushrooms have been gaining acceptance recently, as doctors have found they can be used to treat a variety of psychological issues, including depression, much needed in Detroit. With this help, they may one day be able to watch the Lions play. Oh. I can't... Really? Really? There are that many Lions fans here tonight? <laughs> Get some magic mushrooms, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I can make that joke about the Detroit Lions because if you know me, you know I love sport. <laughs> the smell of a new baseball mitt, the smell of the freshly cut grass, the smell of the popcorn, mostly the smells. <laughs> and there's sport news about Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers seen here noticing a cloud that looks like a butt. This week, Rogers tested positive for COVID. Okay, not a huge deal. Professional athletes test positive for a lot of things. But here, here's the kicker, which is a football term. 
<laughs> news broke that Rodgers is not vaccinated. Now, according to NFL rules, that means he has to miss Sunday's game and sit out the next five State Farm commercials. <laughs> it's going to be tough for Jake to carry the team without him. Wow. Got broad shoulders, though. Yeah, that's man. A, that's a red sweater. Build it up. This is a big deal because Rodgers has worked really hard to give the impression that he's vaccinated. Here's what he said right before the start of the season. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. That's really vague. <laughs> he better not talk that way in the huddle. Okay, bring it in. Next play is a run or maybe a pass. There've been a lot of a lot of conversations around it, and the coaches made statements in my helmet. But the main point is, let me breathe on you. <laughs> Now, you may have noticed that Rogers said he was immunized. That doesn't mean he was vaccinated. Turns out Rogers pursued an alternative treatment and then petitioned the NFL to recognize him as vaccinated. The NFL refused because it was a homeopathic treatment from his personal doctor to raise his antibody levels. Uh oh, my goop senses are tingling. <laughs> I'm no expert, but I'm guessing it's a lot easier just to play football with a shot in your arm than a jade egg stuck where the sun don't shine. <laughs> then again, then again, they are called the Packers. Oh, my football. God. Football Hi. players aren't the only ones testing positive. A new study has found that the majority of Iowa's white-tailed deer may already be infected with the coronavirus. How is that possible? I know for a fact that deer prefer outdoor dining. <laughs> now, no surprise, it appears the deer are getting sick from humans. That means Iowa hunters are killing these deer from less than six feet away. <laughs> you know what? Screw this gun. I'm gonna strangle this bastard. <laughs> Die! Die! You look in my eyes! You look in my eyes, I'm gonna chop your head off. <laughs> Mount it on my wall. <laughs> I really got into character there for a moment. I hope it didn't upset anybody. The real concern here is that the deer might transmit COVID back to humans, in which case the animals could become a reservoir for the virus. It's a nightmare scenario that's also the plot of Quentin Tarantino's new film, Reservoir Deer. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, meanwhile. There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? Honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. 
Ask Me Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there. Now, folks, you know, if you watch this show, that I spent a lot of time right over there gathering the freshest, newsiest headline flowers, scouring the fields and forests for the most topical and fragrant sylvan news boughs, the jokiest festive gourds, and then carefully assembling and arranging them all into the grand yet tasteful state dinner-worthy centerpiece that is my nightly monologue. (laughs) But sometimes, just sometimes now, sometimes I rubbed some lead paint chips onto my gums, Stagger into the woods with nothing but a staple gun and some empty cans of spray paint, and then by the light of the tire fire, using smashed larvae and my own saliva as glue, cobble together a crude pile of punky wood and animal skulls to present to you the unhinged loner's cornucopia of news that is my segment. Meanwhile... Meanwhile knows. Don't ask me. Ask meanwhile. Meanwhile knows all, tells all. Meanwhile, Lady Gaga just became the first person ever to be on the cover of both British Vogue and Vogue Italia at the same time. That is impressive. That is really impressive, though. I gotta say, it looks like she was very prepared for the first one. A little caught off guard by the second one. What? Another one? Quick, cut a hole in a bath mat. I'll make it work. She looks like she's going to a Halloween party dressed as a tongue. Someone left the grimace out in the sun. (laughs) Meanwhile, Sex and the City fans rejoice because Carrie Bradshaw's apartment is going up for rent on Airbnb. (laughs) Although I couldn't help but wonder, was this all just a transparent marketing ploy to wring the last dregs of cash from Sex and the City fans? (laughs) I'm such a Miranda. I'm a Charlotte. For two nights only, lucky guests will enjoy the story department for just $23 a night, a nod to the show's 23-year history. It's also a celebration of how the writers of Sex and the City had no clue how much things cost in New York. (laughs) She's a once-weekly local newspaper columnist. She couldn't live alone in a swanky apartment on the Upper East Side. She would have had six insane roommates in a below-ground studio in Sheep's Head Bay and work nights at the Zabaro in Penn Station and has to shower in the kitchen sink. (laughs) Visitors, visitors... Visitors will get the full Sex and the City experience as Sarah Jessica Parker will virtually greet the visitors at check-in. Then they'll be treated to a styling session and a photo shoot. Not exactly my thing, but definitely better than the Game of Thrones Airbnb, (laughs) which is an authentic burning castle complete with a personal greeting from Arya who kills you and then wears your face. (laughs) Meanwhile... Meanwhile, potato watchers think they have found the world's largest potato. Okay, we've all heard that before. Jim, let's take a look. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, can someone please move that cursed homunculus out of the way? I'd like to see the potato. What? That's it? That's Spuds McCrazy. Where do they find this thing? The island of Dr. Potato? This is the farmer who found it 
Colin Craig Brown, seen here, one assumes, breastfeeding the potato. <laughs> he and his wife are farmers in New Zealand who say they were weeding their garden when his hoe struck something huge. So he scratched away a bit of the skin and tasted it. That's what I love about New Zealanders. It's their sense of adventure. They see this thing burst from their yard, and their first thought is, sweet ass, looks like a mummified chimpanzee ass. Better give it a lick. <laughs> Meanwhile, the best cheese in the world has been named. The cheese is called Olavidia, and according to one of the judges, the cheese stole my heart. It's like nothing I've seen before. It had an incredibly rich, unctuous, creamy texture. It was pillowy, warm, and comforting. And the flavor was rich, round, and long. I just wanted to go to bed with it. <laughs> I don't know if we've found the world's best cheese, but we have found the world's loneliest judge. <laughs> this cheese... Mm, this cheese... This cheese just gets me. It listens. We're both laying on crackers, and neither one of us wants kids. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go bang this cheese. <laughs> Meanwhile, IKEA has made sound-absorbing curtains to broker peace between noisy roommates. Perfect if your roommate's with that horny cheese freak. Coming up, Billy Porter. It is. It's so lovely to see you <laughs> it's again. It's good to see you, too. You, uh, before we get started, there's so much to talk about. Yes. Um, uh, first, I want to ask you about this. You recently, um, uh, you made some comments about Harry Styles' Vogue cover. <laughs> and, and just very quickly, if you can, if you can explain yes. to the audience what happened, okay. uh, what you said, and what you'd like to say well, about what you said. Well, apparently, I'm famous now. And it was a slow news day. So the first thing I want to say is, Harry Styles, I apologize to you for having your name in my mouth. It's not about you. The conversation is not about you. Now, right? For, for the people who don't know, Harry Styles was the first man to appear on the, on cover, the cover of, of Vogue. In a dress. Right. And so the conversation is actually deeper than that. It is about the systems of oppression and erasure of people of color who contribute to the culture. Now, that's a lot to unpack. I'm willing to unpack it. Sans the dragging and cancel culture of the internet, because I do not now, nor will I ever adjudicate my life in sound or humanity in sound bites on social media. So when you're ready to have the real conversation, Call a bitch. Okay? I'm ready to have it. Are you and I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't mean no harm. I'm a gay man. We like Harry. He's cute. Are you surprised <laughs> that this comment blew up the way it did? I am surprised because there are so many other things that are important on this earth to be talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just well, weird. Well, let's do it then. Yes, let's, let's talk it. about it. Um, the most important thing I want to talk to you about is thank you for sending me shoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this midsummer, you sent me. Uh, you're designing for Jimmy Choo. Yes, right now. I have a. Um, I have a capsule collection with Jimmy Choo. Um, it's gender genderless, any size for any shoe, and all the proceeds go to the Trevor Project. And um, yes. Well, I was thrilled to get it. 
I was, I always said, well, you got, a, you, got a, you got a present from Billy Porter. I'm like, what could it be? And I opened it up, and there's these absolutely beautiful shoes that they're, uh, they're loafers with uh, tassels. tassels. Yes. And is it like a zebra a print zebra, or a leopard? A brown zebra print. Brown zebra yes. print. And I went, I'm going to wear these. Hand to God, I'm going to wear these to Obama's 60th birthday party. Oh. And, well, and, I, and, I, and I, was, I was like, oh, I'm going to wear like a nice, you know, a Xenia, you know, tan suit, yes. dark shirt, and then these uh, zebra print uh, shoes. I got uninvited. <laughs> the headline is, I got uninvited to Obama's party, which is fine, because if I had come in your shoes, no one would have been looking at Beyonce. Paying attention, right. They wouldn't pay no one would have been a, people paying, paying attention to Obama. Shoes. But I did take a photo and send it to you, <laughs> because I did want to wear them. So this is what I was doing the night I should have been at that party. <laughs> this is me. Oh, I love shoes. that you like my shoes. I love it. <laughs> they're, they're good looking. Where do I wear them? Do you have a recommendation of where I wear these shoes? Wear them every day, all day. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. Okay. Wear whatever you want, whenever you want to wear them. I'm not as special as you are. I actually need special <laughs> occasions. Everywhere you go ends up feeling a little bit special. <laughs> now, you have you've written a new memoir. Yes. All right. I wrote a whole book, y'all. It's called Unprotected, and this is, it really tells the story of what it took to become the Billy Porter that we all know today. Yes. You delve into some difficult topics, and how does it feel to share your story with the world? You know, it's been very healing. The journey has been very healing. You know, most of it was written in COVID, mm -hmm. um, and I discovered how to... Um, heal trauma. You know, the book is called Unprotected, and it's about healing my trauma through the power of art. And my hope is that my story and my journey will free somebody else and set somebody else free, because it set me free. What is your... We were having a conversation about this. We were having a conversation about this before the show. What, uh, what inspires you artistically? The truth. Mm. Authenticity and the truth. Tell the truth. Speak truth to all power, all the time. That's what we get to do as artists. Mm -hmm. We get to do that in a way that's not didactic, that's not sort of, you know, I'm not a politician, right? We're not politicians, so we can actually tell the truth. <laughs> I would. I would like to vote for you someday, though, yeah, I cuss too much. Um, you, write about, you write about your HIV status in here, and I yeah. know that must be very meaningful to, uh, to many people to hear you talk about that publicly. What, is it, what does it mean to you to talk about? You know, there was a shame that was pervasive in my life for the entirety of my life. Um, the 2007 diagnosis was just another layer of shame. And so after 14 years, to speak that was to, once again, I'll say it again, set myself free of the shame because shame is a silencer and silence is a murderer. Shame is a murderer. I was dying a very slow death and I have too much work to do for that. So I had to let it go. I had to let it go, y'all. Well, you have an inspiring level of joy and energy and uh, zest for life. Where do you, what, is, what is your source of that joy? What is the work you do to maintain that? 
Well, it's, you know, a lot of it has been recent, you know, just in terms of like, you know, having time. You know, I, I've been saying COVID came and shut down the world so that I could heal. Like, I've been in trauma therapy. I've been facing old stuff. I've been like excavating the, the, the demons and like, you know, I'm feeling really like real joy for the first time in my life. And I'm feeling real healing for the first time in my life. And it's powerful. It's really, really powerful. And I just want to be able to share that, you know, with the world. And, and I hope that this bo the book, you know, does that. We have to take a little bit of a break, but please don't go away. When we come back, I'll ask Billy how Kinky Boots transformed his career. the author of the new memoir, Unprotected, Billy Porter. Annalie Ashford is uh, also our guest tonight. Yeah, you guys were in pinky boots together. Yes, we were. And um, uh, I actually, I think I have a shot of the two of you. There you go. There you are, and Annalie there in the middle. Yeah. Right there. And it was, it was a big break for you. Yes, it was. And you got your Tony for this. And do you remember the moment when you got that role? Like, what, what, what was that moment like? What did that mean to you? You know, it was an affirmation of the decades that, you know, I was told that my queerness would be my liability. And they should hide it. Yes, and it was for decades. And then Kinky Boots happened, and it wasn't. <laughs> so it was an affirmation and hopefully it'll be an affirmation to all of you that your authenticity is the only option one has for survival on this planet. Hard to remember sometimes. It's hard to remember. It's hard to remember sometimes. It's hard to remember. Because people don't always want you to be you. They want you to be whatever they need. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we get the oppression for, you know, it's government-sanctioned. It's religious-sanctioned. You know, all you hear is, no, you're not okay, you're not enough, you're wrong, something's wrong with you, you need to be fixed. It's a messaging that I received from the time I could comprehend thought, right? Love yourself enough to not need af validation from the outside from anybody. Validate yourself speak life into yourself, and go on out and change the world. It is no, it is no secret that you are a fashion icon. Thank you. People love to see what you're going to wear. <laughs> Let's talk about what has authentically happened to fashion during COVID, because there's been a time of a lot of re-examination <laughs> yes. of people's priorities, and there's been a lot of just uh, sweatpants yes. and uh, tank tops going on. And Zoom calls from the top up. Exactly. Just is, from fashion, the top up. is fashion going to be the same when this is over? Fashion is going to come back, and it's going to morph and be whatever it is. Can sweatpants be that fashion? That it's supposed to be. Listen, athleisure is fashion. It's fashion. The kids love it. Fashleisure. The <laughs> athleisure is now. I'm not gonna spend eight thousand dollars on a sweatsuit, but some people do. <laughs> or maybe if someone just wants to send you one. <laughs> Somebody wants to send me one. I wear it every day. Coming up, Anna Lee Ashford.
Nice to have you on. So grateful to be here. There's an audience of people. I know. Isn't it lovely? Have you not been in front of an audience? Not like this, and I'm I'm gonna get a little teary-eyed. This is a sure. big deal. Sure, you're on a Broadway stage again. I Here know, you are. I know, full-out tears, getting choked up. This is a real thing. Oh now, my god. Now, uh, is it so is fun. it all because in any in any way, shape, or form because uh, your Billy Porter, your co-star from Kinky Boots, is here? Did you guys have a reunion? We had a reunion. Um, I got to go to church in his dressing room. I called it the Church of Billy Porter. You're he always yes. he's always preaching. I mean, nothing better. I also I said just now I was like, can we put every appearance he's ever had in a podcast and you can just listen to it while you're walking and you can feel better about life and just be better at being a human. Sure, nobody's stopping you. Right, Billy Potter podcast. There you go. Now, uh, the last year and a half, uh, the really hit the community uh, of, of theater, you know, especially the New York community theater really hard. Um, you attended the Tony Awards. I think I've got a photo right here. Uh, with, ran into your friend there, Jake Gyllenhaal. What was it like to be there at the Tony Awards this year where y'all are celebrating theater when there was so little theater that was able to go on in the past year. I mean, it was it's bittersweet in some ways, I imagine. So bittersweet. And, uh, you know, even when I walked into tonight, there's a... All of these beautiful theaters, they're old, they're majestic, they're historic, and they have a certain smell, they have a certain spirit. Um, like tonight I walked in and I smelled the radiator and it made me feel the feels, you know? Sure. And, um, sure. You know, and I walked in that theater and uh, they took place this year at the Winter Garden and I was totally overwhelmed by the incredible spirit of this community of Broadway actors and theater workers and crew and everybody who's just kind of made it through. You know, a lot of us have gotten to go back to work in some shape or another, but people who do theater haven't. So we're back now. Yeah, it's <laughs> it really is. The lifeblood feeds into all the rest of entertainment in the United States. Yes. Now, you were both part of the CBS family. Yes. Um, uh, your show, Be Positive, is in its second season now. Um, and, but this year... By the way, what an extraordinary cast. Like, just looking at that clip right there. My God. Hector Elizondo, Ben Vereen, Jane Seymour, uh, Linda Lavin, you. I mean, do you ever just look around and go, like, I can't believe I'm, I'm sharing a soundstage with these people? All the time. The fact that they're in my phone makes me feel so cool. That's great. <laughs> do you make up names for famous people? Because I, I put fake names in for people just in case... You know, somebody gets my phone. I don't want them to know that I have X, Y, or Z's number. I really should do that. I usually put what thing I've done with them, but like, <laughs> so like Linda Lavin is like Linda Lavin, be positive. Which for that show, it's great. It's just like sure. be positive all the time. Without giving anything away, uh, I'll just give an example. Conan O'Brien is in my phone as pale male. <laughs> now I have to change it. <laughs> now I have to change it. Um, this year, the, we have a clip here because the opening credits are a little bit different this year. Um, it got Broadwayed up a little bit, Jim. Are you always lovely? It's a very positive, very good show. Are you always kind of hoping that you go, oh, maybe we could just put a little singing and dancing in this? Was that your idea? It was Chuck Lorre's idea. And I oh, wow. said, 
okay, I'd love to. But I, I did say, can we find some synchronized swimmers who happen to be senior citizens? And we did. We found a group. Wow. Yeah, they're called the Aquadets. Um, they're from 60 to 90. And uh, Are they in your phone now, too, the Aquadets? Oh, my God, yes, yes. It's like Fern, Aquadet, be positive. You know, there's lots of labels. Um, but, yes, they were incredible, so good at swimming. And then we had all of these incredible dancers in L.A. who... Uh, they are my elders as well, and uh, mm -hmm. they were amazing at tap dancing with walkers. It was a really good time. Now, we, we had on, not long ago, actually at the end of the summer, we had uh, the great Stephen Sondheim on. And as, as I was showing you, you and Jake uh, Gyllenhaal did Sunny in the Park with George in 2017, a brilliant performance, a brilliant production. And I, when, I, when I had uh, Steve on, I reiterated for him how important putting it together was to me, the song from Sunny in the Park. And I'm curious, as somebody who's been in the show and played Dot and, and um, knows the show intimately, do you have a favorite part of, of that extraordinary musical? I have many favorite parts, but my most favorite is the intro into the song Children in Art. Um, when I say, when, <laughs> when Marie says, uh, there are only two worthwhile things to leave behind when you depart this world, children and art. And yeah. that, I think, sort of says it all. What? I'll ask you what I asked Billy, which is as something we were talking about before the show. What inspires you artistically? <sighs> what inspires me artistically is the possibility of a story changing somebody, like mm. putting it together did you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes people ask you, oh, when did you know you wanted to do this crazy thing that you do? Mm -hmm. And I remember being a little person, knowing that stories made me feel good, they made me feel different, but more than that, they taught me something. They taught me how to be a better person. And I'm always struck at the capacity that a story has to change us and make us feel better. And I think Sunday in the Park with George is, is one of the great pieces of art that just continues to evolve in what it teaches you throughout your life. There's a chord structure in the show mm -hmm. that doesn't resolve. You know, it's in minor, it goes da-na, da-na, and then in move on. And the last song, you guys all have to go out there and get this album. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it resolves. So I guess the lesson there is there's always a resolve. Well, my, my favorite line from Children in Art, and I would apply this to you as an artist or Billy or anyone out there, is that the favorite line is, um, uh, the, girl, the, the, ch the, the children are sweet and the girls are so rapturous. rapturous. Isn't it lovely how artists can capture us? And, um, and it was lovely you could be here. Thank so you so glad. much, Annalie. Thank you. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? 
honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. Ask Men Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there.